0: Welcome back to this series on the power and the science of words. Uh, We are going to share a lot more interesting information as well as more science for you to consider. But you know what? I think all of us can point to times in our past where someone said something to us that just stuck with us forever. And whether it was to the positive or to the negative, it really bore a hole in us in, in one way or another. And we can also think of things that we may have said to another person or to a situation that we wish we would have never uttered. And we can't stuff those words back in. So words are very, very powerful. And uh, so we're going to continue on this, but I just want to remind you, we've shared a lot of information. For those of you that are just joining us, I'd encourage you to go back. In fact, we talked about Dr. Emoto um, and his study on water. There are other studies like this. And uh the research is out there if you really want to find it and you wanna check and see if it's factual or not. I mean, this is really everything I share, it's up to you whether you want to take it in or not. You have to decide. I mean, you have to do the research yourself. And I said yesterday, you know, hey, you know, you can um you can just immediately shut something out, some information that you've heard, whether it's me or another person or another uh bit of research that you've read about. And you can just say, Nope, that doesn't exist. I don't believe in that. And that's fine if you want to do it that way. Um, but uh, personally, I like to be, uh, I guess, a little bit exploratory. I I always want to know, you know, okay, yeah, yeah, you said that, and I I heard you. You know, maybe I believe you, maybe I don't. And then if I really want to know, I'll go ahead and do the research. So I, I encourage you, I challenge you to do the research on some of this. So scientists find that a single word can alter your perceptions. Language has the power to make the invisible appear real. And this is actually a study uh, from Psychology Today that was done. And a study released on August 26 in 2013 confirms that language has the power to reshape our knowledge and expectations of the world we see, interestingly. Another study released the same day found that one's dispositional attitude is what makes some people love everything they see and others hate everything. <laughs> Put together, this new research offers clues on ways that someone can change his or her explanatory style to be happier or more optimistic. Athletes have always used self-talk to create a parallel universe where anything is possible and the world world around them is cooperating to help them achieve a goal. Whether running 135 miles through Death Valley in July 154 miles in 24 hours on a treadmill, inner dialogue always stays positive, optimistic, and upbeat. Uh, To consciously reframe reality, to make it adverse or disagreeable, physical conditions become agreeable. It's a thin line between being a Pollyanna and denying the harsh and cruel aspects of the world around us in a way that is slightly delusional and even being a pragmatic optimist. However, a perpetual state of negativity and dwelling on all things that are wrong without taking action to change them or your attitude will keep you stuck in a rut of negativity and cynicism now i have talked many times about what the science behind this is in terms of what it does to your state and your physiology you know obviously you're always growing neural networks and for those of you that have not heard me share on this I'll repeat it very quickly in short form. You have 100 billion neurons in your brain. You have since you were born, and they're there for the sole purpose of creating neural networks. And those networks are all of your skill sets, your value systems, everything that you have taught yourself or have learned from baby to today. And you need those networks in order to function on a day-to-day at the skill level that you need to be in. If we had to try to, to contain it in our conscious mind, Um, our brains would have to be as big as a barn. So we've created all these wonderful networks that help us remember. But here's the thing. Your brain does not differentiate between positive or negative networks. And when you've grown more negative networks than positive ones by rethinking the problem, rehearsing it, laying awake at night thinking about it, talking to everybody about it, looking up information on social media about it, reading about it, again and again and again, you just keep reinforcing the size of those neural networks and and then they be, begin to askew your vision on any hope for any joy and so you get that, in that stuck you get stuck in that rut of negativity and cynicism you you now rehearse the cycle so often that it's become every part of you and the same on the other side of the coin if you are rehearsing you know optimism and looking for the good in everything and in everyone as much as you can obviously not beyond realism but to a point that it at least gives you a chance a fighting chance to see a better life You can reinforce those neural networks as well. And either way you take, you're going to release body chemistry as a result of it. Okay, so you're either going to release more anxiety, stress hormones, or you're going to release more of the happy ones like serotonin, oxytocin, dopamine. And those who are depressed are typically lacking in those happy ones, the serotonin, oxytocin, dopamine. So... Um, the power of a single word, like yes, here's a study on this. So a new study titled, Language Can Boost Otherwise Unseen Objects into Visual Awareness. Researchers from the University of Wisconsin Madison, Cognitive Scientist and Psychology Professor Gary Lupien and Emily Ward, a Yale University graduate student, confirmed the power of language to alter perceptions. Their findings are published In August 2013 journal, Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. Words create reality. The inner dialogue you attach to any given situation makes it a reality in your mind. That's those neural networks. The subjective nature of reality can create problems and lead to failure if you are someone who is inclined to be negative. And that's so true. I mean, you look at the people that are eors and they're constantly negative, and yep, sure enough, more and more and more negative things keep happening to them. Again, 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 again. And they just keep saying, well, I guess I've just got bad luck, or I guess I'm just, you know, a loser, or whatever they say about themselves. And then they just impact the problem further. Luckily, because every part of your brain works together to interpret stimuli from the world around you to create reality, you can use your language and positive self-talk to intercept and reshape or rewire your brain and your perceptions, okay? And, and this is actually neuroplasticity, but it can also be called top-down processing. And you can use the executive function of your prefrontal cortex, which is your executive center, to send declarative messages to your subconscious, which is what we already talked about, those negative ne- those networks that you've built, where implicit memories are formed and stored to create an optimistic perspective of the world. So you can change, well, we're going to have to pause at this point. I will finish this tomorrow out of Psychology Today, which is where we've gotten this information. And I hope you're enjoying it. Please pass this on to someone who may benefit. I wish you an amazing day. Continue to retire and think better. This is Michelle Steffes, your journey to greatness through routine. Thank you for joining.